0: Hi, this is J.M. Sutton, and we have a lot of news for you this month. Firstly, in a few weeks, we will be attending the first-ever HazardCon. We are excited to be attending, and if you find yourself in Erie on the 14th to the 16th, stop by the Ambassador Center and say hello. We would also like to announce that we are hosting our first art contest. So if you are an artist and have white noise-inspired work, now is your chance to enter. Full rules will be listed on our website. Our last announcement, but certainly not the least, is the release of our first newsletter, The Bite. Each issue will include behind-the-scenes articles, reports, and information about characters and stories that you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe today on Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, we'd like to make a special thanks to Charles Coons for supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, find us on Patreon slash Badminton Studios or follow the link below. Thank you for listening, and I now take you to white noise.
1: Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of White Noise. We now resume in the plane of existence we have always known, though one our last episode we discovered neither Victor nor Mel are what they seemed. Will Mel's craving to kill Victor be fulfilled? Find out on this episode of White Noise. This is a Bad Mitten Studios production. How did you?
2: Don't how me, I've seen you do it to others.
3: Why did you?
2: Jump in the way.
3: Yes, if I remember right, you hated that poor bastard too.
2: I do, but no one should have to suffer a premature death.
3: What use is life if it is only meant to end anyway?
2: I cannot dispute your logic, however I know what it is like to die prematurely.
3: And that matters why?
2: I suppose you wouldn't understand, you died in your time. To die before your time is not only the most painful experience a soul can go through, but it steals that soul's chance to repent.
3: You and I both know Victor would rather die than repent. If anything, I am giving him a gift.
2: What right do you have to say who can repent or not, let alone who lives and who dies?
3: Don't shower me with philosophy. Where is Victor? Not here. And Stella?
2: I can only assume she's following him.
3: And you decided to distract me. Whose side are you on? Sarah's. Why?
2: I made a promise. And you know the penalty of breaking them as much as I. Or at least you should.
3: And you know the penalty of staying behind?
2: Better than the alternative.
3: Transcending into a dark one. Better. You are mad.
2: I don't intend to be a demon. I'll destroy myself before I become such a monster.
3: You know there is a way to avoid all that.
2: I doubt it. I would have heard of it by now.
3: You're hearing it now.
2: All right. Enlighten me.
3: Do you know the story of Say?
2: What spirit doesn't?
3: There is a light one she partnered up with. Rumor has it there the only light one able to speak.
2: And not in gibberish?
3: They speak as clearly as I do. Go on. I can take you to it if you like. I feel a being of power might be the answer to your prayers.
2: How can I know your word can be trusted?
3: I have no way to prove otherwise. Though who in the right mind would pass up the opportunity?
2: Well, where is this angel?
3: In the upper levels of limbo.
2: If you're wrong, will I be able to come back?
3: Of course. Nothing is keeping you.
2: That's really nice of you. Though your change of heart is unsettling.
3: It should not be. I simply just remembered who my real enemy is.
2: I respect your ability to refocus your morals. But you should still wait. Your day of revenge will come.
3: As I stated before, why wait?
2: How can you be so wise, yet so stubborn?
3: I could say the same about you.
2: I just feel it would be better to let things play out as they should.
3: I can understand that, and for that I will uphold my offer.
2: Which I still need to think on.
3: You do that, but that won't change my mind about Victor.
2: Then what you're doing is a mistake. We will see.
4: down! You're going to get yourself killed!
0: At this point, I don't want to die at the hands of the dead.
4: I don't see how it is different.
0: It doesn't change the fact that I need to get somewhere safe.
4: What is safe in this situation?
2: A church. Any church.
4: Didn't we pass one earlier? And you didn't tell me? Well, you never told me to keep an eye out for one.
0: You're a psycho. You're supposed to keep your eyes open.
4: I see energy, not thoughts.
0: Well, I still blame you for neglecting
2: to tell me.
4: Well what good will a church do? She's a Valkyrie, not the devil!
0: Resources, that's why! Shit.
4: Why don't you just
1: talk to her?
0: really a little too late for that.
3: You think?
4: Ah! Oh. I told you to slow down! Get
2: your astral ass over here!
3: Don't listen to him, child.
4: Where did you come from?
3: Victor's house. No, you made it. Almost worried I wasn't going to. So what now? I need to strike Victor, and quick. No,
4: wait, you don't have to do this. I am sure you will have more chances to kill him. Just not tonight.
3: Watch your stepchild. You wouldn't want to pick the wrong side.
4: But I don't understand why you're so helping on killing Victor. He is a bag. but seriously, what has he done?
3: If you can't understand now, then you never will.
4: Then help me understand. Teach me.
3: I can always enlighten you later.
4: No, tell me now.
3: Let go of me, child.
4: I can't let you kill him without a reason. My use is justice if you can't make it known.
3: Child, I really just don't care. I
4: No,
0: look out. Inde quad per voluntatem de Et est alpicium esse quam ventisti.
3: What's happening? I don't know.
4: Help her! Help her!
3: She can't be helped.
4: You're Valkyrie, though! Can't you do anything more than just kill?
3: Why have you done this, Victor?
2: It was meant for you.
4: Guys, Stella doesn't look good! Someone help her!
0: Why is it so cold?
4: Guys, do something! Death!
0: Hello, listener, and welcome to the Fact Corner. I am J.M. Sutton, writer and producer for the White Noise Podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you about Valkyries. Through the progression of the series, we have learned about the Valkyrie Mel and her unstoppable will to kill Victor. However, actual Valkyries from myth do not carry this same burden. There have been two major depictions of Valkyries in Norse mythology. The first depicts them as bloodthirsty omens of death, Reaping souls on the battlefield, while the second softens them into virgin shield maidens. However you perceive Valkyries, these spirits have always had one very important task. However you perceive Valkyries, these spirits have always had one very important task. This task is to help Odin pick worthy soldiers to fight with him in the foretold battle of Ragnarok. Usually the soldier in question died on the battlefield, which the Norse believed was the most heroic way to die. After being chosen, the Valkyries would take the soldier to Valhalla to train and be merry until the time he is needed. There are also many tales of Valkyries falling from grace and losing their Valkyrie title. Notably, the Valkyrie Brunhild lost her status as a Valkyrie for defying Odin. Whichever the case, the tales of Valkyries have inspired many stories such as this one. This week's sources are the Mythical Realms article, The Valkyries, and the Norse mythology.orgs article, Valkyries. Thank you for tuning in, and now, back to White Noise.
3: Hello. Your timing is impeccable, as always.
5: Oh, hush you. Sarah, stay back. This is going to be messy.
3: What
4: do you mean? How did you know?
5: I'm everywhere, remember? Now, if you please, I must tend to Stella... Stick, done. On it, sir. Who is here?
3: Death, and his assistants! Oh. You still can't see him?
5: No, so you shouldn't kill me!
3: Doesn't mean I can't.
5: Mel, if you kill him now, I won't be able to help Stella.
3: But he deserves it.
5: Yes, but everything has a time and place, and the time isn't now.
3: You're such a sucker for the living.
5: Part of my job. Now will you please let me focus on the task at hand?
3: (sighs) What are you trying to do exactly?
5: Revive Stella, but the damage is worse than I thought, and taking a lot more energy than it should.
4: And if you don't revive her?
5: Sarah, I'm trying my best. Have faith, but be prepared.
4: But I don't want her to go this way! Is there anything I can do to help, sir?
5: You could do what Sak did for you, but would you be ready to perform such a sacrifice?
3: I don't think I'm strong enough. What are you two talking about?
5: Scythe decided to save the souls of a child, and later a young woman, by splitting his own soul in two. Stick thinks the same can be done here.
4: Do you think I or Stick can do it as well as Scythe? We're only parts of the bigger whole.
5: I can't say it will be enough. When he did it the first time, it shocked even me. But if nothing's done, she'll fade! Fading doesn't mean the light can't take you. It just means you will be afloat in the in-between for such a long time you won't be you, just a formless spirit.
4: Are you describing a Cobalt?
5: Exactly. How else would such a thing exist?
4: I still want to help.
5: I know, Stick, but I need you and Gunn to take her to the office. She needs stabilized.
4: I think I can draw some energy from the portal to aid in the stabilization.
5: That will help greatly. Just be careful.
4: I will, sir. What are you doing?
5: I have no time to explain. I will meet you later, Sarah.
4: In that case, do what you can. I will be waiting. Good girl. Bye, everyone.
5: Gun, get Stella stabilized. We're leaving.
4: On it, sir. I wish you all the luck, then.
5: Thanks. We shall return soon.
4: So, will she be all right? I don't know. But your impatience caused this. You could have just stayed at Victor's.
3: None of you understand. It is my will to have Victor dead.
4: Is that all you care about?
3: You should feel the same. He tricked you.
4: Yes, but he tricked you too. He escaped again. Right under your nose too.
3: Why didn't you tell me?
4: And put Stella at risk? It wouldn't be right.
3: You know if you let me kill him, you might be free.
4: Maybe I'd rather not risk getting stuck.
3: Curse of the binding but unbinding contract. It is my personal opinion, however, that Victor's words should not matter to you
4: exactly. But the universe says otherwise.
3: Just as I must always go after him, I will not rest till he is dead.
5: Going to be a bit.
3: Hello, Death. Though I am quite curious as to why you are alone. And back so soon?
5: I'm everywhere, remember? True.
3: And I am leaving. I have stalled long enough.
5: Don't go just yet. I need to tell you something important. Well, a lot of important things, but some more important for you than others.
3: Which you are you referring to?
5: Both of you, really.
3: Alright, so what is it you wish to tell us?
5: Well, I heard you all talking about Victor and Sarah's contract.
4: What about it?
5: I cannot answer completely on if you, Sarah, are free from the contract. The file currently has inconclusive results, but there is a loophole. What is it? You must take on a favor at some point. It can be from me or anyone, really.
4: Well, that should be easy.
5: Well, it's never that easy. This favor might almost feel like it picked you or one you take on out of kindness.
4: But will this keep me from my journey to the light?
5: No, it could even come about on that journey.
4: Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Wait, I need to say goodbye to Sam. He's been there for me through all of this. It wouldn't be right to just go without saying goodbye.
5: He should still be by Emmitsburg Road. You sure? Sure, I am sure. There is a dead tree near Soxbridge. Bridge. He visits there a lot, essentially when he needs to think.
4: I think I know that one. It is the dead tree with all the names scribbled on it. I believe so. Great. Where shall I meet you then? The tavern. Because it is the main gateway, right?
5: Huge misconception. It is a path, but not the only path.
3: It's still a level of limbo.
5: I never said it wasn't.
4: Well, that's interesting. I suppose I'll meet you there later, then.
5: Indeed.
3: What is it you were going to tell me? Seems the girl got more information than I.
5: Let Victor live for a tad longer. The universe has plans for his death, and they will appease the will of Melvin.
3: I want to be the sword that kills him, though.
5: I never said you were not. I just said you had to wait.
3: But if I don't do it now, I may not be able to help tend to what is to come.
5: You feel it too, don't you? A new evil is rising.
3: As does the return of Sei.
5: Though the coming of Sei did not happen for a hundred years, the same may be said for this time around, too.
3: Is it true a powerful dark one has manifested?
5: Yes, it has yet to re-enter our world, but its creation has upset the balance, and there is a surplus of dark energy waiting to manifest itself as a devil.
3: Maybe that's for a reason. Sometimes destruction is the best medicine.
5: You want the darkness to come?
3: Well, I don't want a surplus of darkness, but destruction is going to happen, whether we want it to or not.
5: But too much isn't much good either. There are still parts of the universe healing from Lucifer's reign.
3: Well, that's why I need to take care of Victor. Otherwise, I won't be available to help.
5: You are not safe, though.
3: I never said I was.
5: Now please. All I am asking is to just wait. Besides, there are things you promise. Like what? Like the one you made to Sam. You were there? Partly. Details are a bit blurred, but I remember that you made a promise, and that's important.
3: Well, I suppose I can help the poor boy. Be a nice break from chasing Victor.
5: That's the spirit.
3: Sam! Of
4: course you wouldn't be here.
2: Don't be too sure about that. Sam! Alright, what's with all the hugging all of a sudden?
4: Sorry, I should explain.
2: Well, I certainly hope you intend to.
4: So much has happened. I don't know where to begin.
2: Just say what you saw.
4: Well, Mel failed to kill Victor. He sort of slinked away.
2: I expected that.
4: But there's more. Something bad has happened to Stella. What? Well, she almost faded. Death is taking care of her now.
2: That's a good place for her, though I feel there's more.
4: Well, Death thinks I'm free enough from the contract to go to the light.
2: What do you mean by enough?
4: Dell said that my task could come from someone else, but who or what is unknown.
2: So why are you here? You should be trying to find this person.
4: I planned to, but I wanted to say goodbye to a friend first.
2: I appreciate that.
4: I thought you would. Though I wonder what you're going to do when I'm gone.
2: Not sure, actually.
4: Really? I would expect you to just wander about, resume more anti-rune trade stuff, and just hang around here.
2: Well, in normal circumstances, yes. But recently things have changed. May I impart a question on you? Sure. If you were told of someone who could possibly give you the answers you've sought for years, would you take that chance to find them?
4: Would you get stuck pursuing this person? No. Then why are you so worried? You have nothing to lose.
2: Suppose you're right. So where are we meeting death? I'm saying I'm going to limbo with you.
4: So you want to come with me?
2: I'd prefer the company.
4: This is great, but why the change of heart?
2: The answers I seek are in limbo.
4: I hope you find the answer, then. As do I. So is there anything left you want to see?
2: Well, I reckon I should say goodbye to the town and its spirits. Though you still have yet to answer my question. Where are we meeting death?
4: Sorry, the tavern!
2: Alright, you go ahead. Tell Death to wait for me. I may be a while.
4: I will! Glad to know this isn't really goodbye.
1: As am I. This has been an intense evening indeed. Let's hope our spirits of Gettysburg find their way to the light. Or at least, find some answers. The White Noise Podcast is a Badminton Studios production. This episode starred the talents of the following. Ashley Eddy as Sarah Jones and Gunn. River Canoff as Sam Dickerson. Nicole Sikafoos as Stella Smith and Stick. Laura Chandler as Death. Lucy Banas as Mel. Stuart Moyer as Victor Green. And yours truly, Angela Cook as your narrator. White Noise is written and produced by J.M. Sutton. Directed and edited by Ben Jackson and our musical director is Michael Doden. This week's Fact Corner on Valkyries was presented by J.M. Sutton. If you enjoy the program, be sure to review us on iTunes, visit our website, and support us on Patreon. Plus, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, or contact us at badmintonstudios at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.